Haunted Tabula Rasa, bitches! Hello, hello! Hello! My name is Allie! And I'm Nick! And welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Tabula Rasa, bitches! We're so glad you're here. In Tabula Rasa, bitches, you'll listen as two decades-long friends jump back into the world of Buck the Vampire Slayer and relive the show that brought them close together and taught them so many of the values they still cherish today. As always, we are going to give our spoiler warning. We are going to be discussing this episode, spoilers and all, so if you haven't watched and you don't want to hear any spoilers, go ahead and go watch this great episode and come back we will be waiting for you. Yeah. Each episode of Tabula Rasa, bitches, will dive into an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and discuss the lessons that can be learned from our favorite Sunnydale warriors and the supernatural creatures they use their talents and friendship to overcome. If you are wondering about our name, Tabula Rasa, bitches, well, then you must not have listened to our first episode. So what are you doing? Go back and listen to that. And then come and join us for... Season 1, Episode 6, The Pack. And what an episode it is, Allie. I can jump into the episode summary. I'm going to give a little uh, taste, though. This episode is not my favorite, Allie. This episode is not my favorite. I'm so excited to talk with you about it because I actually love this episode. And maybe hearing your thoughts will help me relate to this in a different way. But I look forward to our robust discussion yeah me too so get us rolling with that summary all right so buffy and the gang are on a school trip to the zoo when xander sneaks into the new hyena exhibit to help a boy that is being picked on by four bullies inside the exhibit xander and the four are infected by the spirit of the hyenas and begin to act strangely buffy suspects something is wrong when xander starts being mean to willow in school the next day but giles shrugs it off as teenage angst Giles is forced to change his mind, however, when the school mascot, a piglet, is eaten. Principal Flutie is also eaten soon after. Buffy, Giles, and Willow lure Xander and his pack of four possessed students back to the hyena cage, and after a run-in with the hyena's keeper, manage to restore Xander and the others back to normal. And before we jump into our notes, we're going to give a shout-out to the Complete Buffy episode guide from which I adapted this summary. What a crew of brilliant people. Yes. Yep. No shade ever in stealing, as long as you give credit. Absolutely. So, Allie, get us started with your notes. Yeah. So my first reaction to the episode title was, oh, yes. And then I was like, wait, whoops. Thought that was a different episode. And then I was like, wait, but also, hell yes. Because uh, I, I think this... It's very different and interesting, and I like the way that it, like, definitely definitely strong metaphor happening in this episode, for sure. Um, I don't know. I just, I always thought it was kind of fun. Ugh, I look forward to hearing more about the metaphors you found, because I find this episode boring and lacking character development, but what do I know? Oh, interesting. I will say, though. Did not love this episode, but I do love zoos. I love zoos a lot. So when this episode starts off at a zoo, <laughs> that's good stuff for me. I love zoos. Zoos are fantastic. I love zoos. Um, and I I love that zoos are improving their enclosures and stuff like that. I'm not saying that zoos are without fault because there are definitely some uh some icky ones out there. But yeah, I enjoy them. There are. We know that Sunnydale Zoo is 
crushing it above all of them. It I have a question look, for you, but it sounds like, had, like you have a note. It did look like it had um, some nice enclosures. That hyena area was pretty dope. Um, I was just going to say, I like um, Xander and Willow come in talking about they just saw z- zebras having sex. And, they, and Willow says, it was like the Heimlich with stripes. <laughs> Willow, you are a doll. I would die for you. Um, my question for you is, our Scoobies are on a school field trip here at the zoo. What was the coolest field trip you ever went on? Hmm, coolest. I think, I think it would have to be... Uh, in high school with marching band when we went to well i guess i was part of wind ensemble and marching band but we went to disney and we got to march right down well for those of you who saw disney when the big blue magic hat was there we walked right down that street towards the big hat neato it was really cool and also as part of the wind ensemble um, our holding area before we went on to the stage to perform was their prop house. So I got to see like the hyenas from Lion King and like <laughs> the baby from Dinosaurs. I just thought that was really cool. Um, definitely took pictures in there, even though we weren't supposed to. Uh, so that was just like a really great trip. And Disney's going to hear, Allie. Disney's going to hear that you just confessed that and they're going to find you. I feel like the statute of limitations has uh, passed. I You're probably right. I think so. I think so. I think they have better things to do with their time, but I don't know. I don't I don't know your life, Disney. <laughs> yeah, and I just, the rest, so we basically, like, the first day was performances, and the rest of the time was all park. Love that. And the first day, it was pouring down rain. We were supposed to go to the water park, but I ended up at Epcot instead. And it was that kind of pouring rain where, like, this isn't stopping, so I'm just going to commit to being wet. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. That was just like us playing in the rain. I was with all the guys because Caitlin couldn't make it to the trip. And we deemed ourselves the excitement squad. And we rode every little ride that Epcot had to offer. But we would treat it like it was a big roller coaster. So it would be like the tiniest (laughs) bump. And we'd be like, woo! It was just the, the best day. Sometimes hanging out with guys is just, is so much fun. So... Shout out to my loves, Matt, David, Todd, Tim, uh, Nick Sheeran. Love you all. Hope you're all doing well. What a swell. crew to go to a theme park with. I'm happy for you. Thanks. I want to do it again sometime. I love amusement parks. But with COVID, I've been like, that is one of the least places I think is hygienic at this point. Yeah, time. everybody's screaming in each other's faces. Probably not ideal for a communicable airborne disease, right? True, true, true. Um, what about yeah. you? What's the coolest trip you've ever been on? Uh, school trip you've never uh, been on uh new york for sure yeah we uh it's part of musical theater we we had a musical theater class that's strange for high school sometimes i forget about mm. that alley we had that option at our high school um yeah we went to new york we got to take some classes with broadway actors we got to see a bunch of broadway shows walk around new york it was fun. It was a good time. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good time. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for indulging me. Absolutely. The first note I have is that, so we, uh, the episode starts off, the the crew of four who later become possessed or whatever by the hyena spirits start off giving Buffy some shit. And I wrote down that for being a group of bitches, they don't seem super cool themselves. I had that thought too. It kind of felt like, well, everybody's above somebody else. 
I guess. Yeah. But it definitely yeah. felt like, oh, who are these people? Because they're not Cordelia's crew. But I guess they're cooler than Buffy, but probably less cool than Cordelia's crew. I guess they're... Higher up on the food chain, yeah. but not super high up and themselves. I guess, yeah. I guess she just, like, really marked herself early being with Xander and Willow. Because, like, she hasn't been at school that long. And right. she's, like, already deemed a loser. I guess kids make up their minds really quickly. I don't know. Who knows? Very, yeah. Um, their insults are also not amazing. They are, <laughs> they are uh, they're looking at the kid in front of the monkey exhibit or whatever. And the quote I wrote down is, is one of them, one of the bullies says to the kid they're making fun of, does somebody have a camera? What push? And they say that. They say the emote I typed out is what push. <laughs> and I wrote, LOL, what? Like, what is that? I think, That's not a good insult. I think they... I think the line that precedes that, though, isn't it something like, oh, it's a family reunion. Does somebody have a camera? Yeah, which is also not a good insult. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. I guess comparing you to a monkey, which it's like accurate. And monkeys are cool. Yeah. What are you? Why? I don't know. But you you know what? Like, I also, I'm the person who doesn't cave to peer pressure a lot, though. Like when people would say, do it, you won't, no balls. I was like, yeah, you're right. I won't do it. Good job. So I guess it's like we won't get that because I don't know. You'd have to do something more, more deep to insult one. Yeah, of us. yeah. We're not insulted by it. We're like, yeah, the monkey is the monkey is cool. We are related to the monkey. Right. It is kind of a family reunion. Yeah. What do you see? Point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. But yeah, they are definitely they're Neanderthals. <laughs> and yeah, my first note is aw, Buff. Guess they're making fun of Buffy. Um, real talk. Pack mentality is such a thing. Mm, because it's, i want to say there's even more than the four because there's at least three guys and two girls so i think it's actually a pack of five um but one of the girls isn't always there there's that blonde chick oh i want to say i've seen yes yes because there's the blonde there's the girl with the short blonde hair and then there's the girl with the really short brown hair so yeah actually, i didn't realize there were three guys there's only, i thought there were only two i thought i thought it was a two and two situation yeah i have a picture right here yeah, there's a two and Watch this space, friends. Watch this space. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Allie is usually right about these kinds of things. So I'm going to, I'm going to trust her. I'm going to trust her. But it is, it does vary throughout the episode because they do say like later with the pig and incident and with like Principal Flutie, they say four students were seen going into the principal's office. Mm-hmm. So it's not the whole time. Well, and your point that uh, the pack mentality, that really is true. So strong. So strong. Because it really does feel like life and death in, mm-hmm. with those social situations. And it really does feel like, well, it's better to be in and miserable than out and completely alone. So, I, yeah, I was lucky enough that I usually had a pretty solid group of friends. Um, I ditched most of the drama in middle school. Middle school was a heinous time was just people because everyone's just horrible and like i said every every day feels like God, the end of the world school. absolutely and i loved it at the time but r- looking back i was like what yeah what that's just oh like I, I i definitely appreciate anyone who chooses to be a middle school teacher because that's just horrid <laughs> service medallions to all of you those are the true heroes and it is true like you think it's okay because like, there are things you will do with a group that you just wouldn't do by yourself. Well, and I remember I would, um, 
I remember this even into high school, Allie. Um, there was this crew of theater kids where it was like the cool theater kids. Mm-hmm. And there would be people who I'd be buds with. They would just act different around this cool group of kids. I would be like, I thought we were buds, yeah. but now you're being me. Yep. In there, right? What? Yeah, that's the pack mentality, though, ain't it? Yeah, Allie. it's just the it's just the trying to fit in and trying to be cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first started doing shows at Drama Learning Center, I got invited to go with go to the mall with some of the cool kids, <laughs> and I remember just like staying really quiet and just kind of going along with like whatever they were saying. I didn't really have any problems with anybody, but I definitely remember thinking like, well, thank God they like me mm-hmm. because. I would probably never know if they didn't, but they would totally be trashing me behind my back. And that's just, it's the worst feeling. It, Ugh, it is. Gross. It is the worst feeling. I'm so glad I'm not a teenager anymore. Ugh. Yikes. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. So at the end of one of these scenes, Xander has, um, so the pack, however many they are, um, brought the kid they were making fun of into the hyena exhibit. Xander chases them, and at the end, they all like get possessed or whatever, mm-hmm. and they start laughing. Yeah, is it hard? You're an actor. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to fake laugh? Uh, I don't think they are I, cackling. They are. They're they cackling. Are, they are cackling, but I, I don't think so because especially with something like that, it kind of ends up cycling into itself because you're like wow i'm being so ridiculous and it makes you laugh even more um (laughs) also i don't know it's just one of those things that you you figure out how to do you kind of have this rolodex in your head of these are funny things or you know you think of charlie the unicorn or or salad fingers or whatever and uh you just start you find ways to to make yourself laugh and also some of it is muscle memory like if you force yourself to yawn, you can start feeling sleepy. Or if you force yourself to smile, you start feeling happier. So some of it is like if I just go with that muscle memory of laughing, it just kind of ends up there. So it doesn't always have to start with the thought and then go with the physicality. Sometimes it can actually go the other way. Actions can spark feelings, man. Yeah. Sage advice for anybody, Allie. It is. Yeah. Speaking of the the actor stuff, the guy who plays Kyle, the lead of the of the mm-hmm. D-bags other than Xander. Um, I looked him up because I was like, he looks really familiar. Is he? Because he kind of sounded like another actor from a TV show. So I looked it up. He has been doing very well for himself. So snaps snaps to him. Good for him. He has had really consistent IMDb credits. And he's like on real shows and things. And yeah, it's just good for him. But this was actually his first, as far as IMDb goes. I'm sure he was in plenty of stuff before this. Um, this is his first IMDb credit. Wow, that's pretty neat. Pretty good, pretty good. And he did well here, so maybe maybe this was a launching off point for him. Who knows? Yeah. What was your next note? Um, my next note is okay. So at this point, Xander is infected, but not totally infected. Whatever. They're at the bronze. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buffy and Willow are talking, and then Xander walks in, and then I have a note that Mega Prowl Xander, Xander on the prowl. Mm I'm not mad about it. Okay, I have a very similar note of Buffy the Vampire Slayer proving time and time again that confidence is sexy. That is why bad guy, I think that is the pinpoint of why bad guys are hot because they've got all that pride, all that attitude, all of that stuff. And that is just so fucking hot. 
So when he, he comes in with no self-consciousness, just owning the room, that's hot. It's so hot. Yes, Xander. Keep that, keep that, Xander. Not the like eating people no. thing or the being mean to your friends, but that, that confident walk, you, you keep strutting. Right. Also a very fun costume note, the set, almost the second that he, I guess the first time we see him after the possession, his clothing has changed to all dark, it's darker, it's all dark right? colors. Whereas before we're seeing say... him in like these bright patterns, stuff like that. As soon as we see him with that and, the, and throughout the whole episode, it's the dark colors and like that dark jacket. I was going to say my so my note is that I'm not mad about Xander on the prowl, but I am a little mad about his less fun clothing. But I guess whatever, whatever. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> but that is a very interesting. Yes. The uh, costume people and Buffy really crush it. Don't mm-hmm. they? I have yeah. a note about Buffy's costume later on. Cool. Um. So. Clearly, the episode is very, in addition to, you know, pack mentality, fitting in, you know, clicks and stuff, also clearly about hormones and like the mm. effect of testosterone. Because we do see the, like I said, we do see the girls and that kind of factors into the whole like mean girls and packs and stuff like that. But um, I feel like most of the actions done are from the guys of the group. Yeah, so I I had hormones and testosterone in addition to the desire to change to be part of a group, um, no matter how toxic that change can be. Can you, as a guy, because I know there's just the two of us here and I don't have, well, I, I have testosterone in me, but not to the levels as you do. So can you speak to that change or do you have any other like reflections of what you saw around you with your peers in high school? Oh, Allie, evil that is a really good question. Evil testosterone. Because there are things that I've heard that factor into why, like, why guys suppress emotions and stuff because, like, testosterone makes you feel, like, angry all the time and blah. So you learn to suppress your emotions so you don't, like, constantly get in fights and things like that. Hmm. I would welcome your feedback if you ever... So when you say, when I imagine a like teen guy feeling the full effects of test like man hormones are great that's not a great that does not conjure up an amazing image for me it conjures up kind of a smelly image some of like uh like little toxic little uh i don't know so i uh, yeah i hope that i no did i ever i would have to really reflect on that ali that is a really good question i think i was always more definitely more in tune with my emotions than the average teenage dude um i never felt like like kind of another sense that i get from this pack here is this like this this feeling to conquer or feeling to mm. like that that's like part of the bullying to me is this need to sure i, I, I don't know uh, exert dominance kind of thing exert dominance exactly yeah and i never i don't think i ever really felt like that either yeah that's also Hmm. just like not really a personality what comes to mind for you when you think of uh when you think of this pack mentality in high school oh in high school Uh, i guess i guess something that comes to mind is one one of our close close friends anna ended up hanging out with a different group uh freshman year and i was like not a fan of those people uh, but like, I, it's not like I saw Anna doing anything differently with them. 
I was just like, well, you'll come back to me eventually, <laughs> which is exactly what happened, by the way. We'll let uh, this one work itself yeah, out. Yeah, this is going to work itself out. Uh, and it did. And, you know, we kept the good eggs and pitched the rest. That is so funny. There was one time, I think it was, I think it was sophomore or junior year of high school. I think it was, I don't know, one of the two. We'll see where the story goes. You can cut it out if it ends up being mad, bad. But uh, I think I was starting to try to get with, hang out with another another theater crew. And Anna was actually one of the ones who pulled me aside and was like, Nick, if these are not, stop selling out. <laughs> stop. You need to. And I still remember that. And I really respect her for doing that. That's really funny. Good on her. She She is very, very aware with things like that. And she knows her values. She does. God damn it, Anna. She absolutely does. She's a gem. Okay, okay. So we presented a challenge to Anna to text us last episode. She, if she hears this, she needs to text us again this episode. I asked for Penguin last episode. This episode, she needs to text Zebra. Zebra. We're Ooh, in the zoo. There you go. There you go. Um, But as far as like, I don't know, I floated. I, had, I did so many activities in school. I floated among a lot of different groups. So there was definitely some feeling of detachment of like, wow, I don't really belong any one place. And there was definitely some weird feelings of like, well, I didn't quite feel like I fit in with the theater department because I prioritized shows outside of school because they were better quality and they gave me better roles. <laughs> so, yeah, so it felt weird to like be an actor who wasn't really part of the theater department. And so I wasn't really part of that crew, which in turn left me out of some drama, which was kind of nice. I like to observe and hear about drama, but I don't like to be part of it. I think that's a very distinct difference. I mean, we didn't have, at least in my classes and in the areas, we didn't really have a ton of people where I was observing bullying. I felt really bad every standardized test when they would also tack on that like bullying survey because like. I'm sure there is bullying that needs to be called out, but I was not personally observing it. Hmm. When I was like, it's high school, I guarantee it's happening. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did go to a mostly friendly high school overall. Yeah, overall, especially compared with others others in the county. Um, I wrote down one of my next notes is, so Buffy's in the library uh, working out with Giles or whatever. Um, one of these moves that she does is super dope. She jumps up and kicks and hits his hand with both feet. And I I don't know. I just felt like that move needed some kudos because that was pretty dope. Yes, snaps to that. Uh, I have my next note is uh, we may have, I feel like we might have been the last generation to actually play dodgeball in school. <laughs> yeah. Or at least at aftercare. I know we played it at, at aftercare. Yeah, and even our generation, we did not play it during school. But yeah, right. yeah, it was an aftercare thing. Yeah, yeah. But we definitely did play it. I, I saw a few times during this. I think the rules around dodgeball changed by the time we came along. Allie, mm. I distinctly remember if you threw a ball and they caught it, you were out. Correct. They did not do that. Mm. While this one was just throw all the balls you want, catch all the balls you want, but you only get out if you get hit. Mm. Yeah, if you caught it, they were out and you got to bring in one of your players. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And I, I feel like there may have been, I don't know, for the purpose of the filming, they may have changed some things and like maybe they didn't want, it might have had to do with the flow of the scene. Like they didn't yeah, want yeah, too yeah. many people walking off or I don't know. 
There may have been some of that little stuff. dose of nostalgia for Osaldo, who doesn't remember yeah. being terrified when the dodgeball game started. I mean, we also had rules about like you know chest and below. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the the real line here where we see like Xander's definitely different is when he hits Willow. Mm-hmm. She just looks so hurt, doesn't she? And just like baffled and. Yeah, I love next when she she calls him out on it afterwards. She doesn't let time pass. She goes like, what the heck was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I have a sort of who, where the fuck is the teacher? But then we see him after and he says, God, this game is brutal. I love it. And you're like, oh, okay. So he's he's a dick and loves watching uh, kids yeah, torture a, each other. Okay. You're a bad person. Yeah, because he wants, he, because yeah. the pack gains <laughs> up on that little guy. So, and I, I was him. curious about that. I, um, so while I was doing my usual Googling for the show, I found out that there, that, that was a, they did that. Well, of course they did it intentionally, but apparently it's emblematic of hyenas. They were going for the symbolism that hyenas in the wild will not go for the strongest predator around, mm-hmm. which Buffy was the only remaining team member. They'll instead pick off the weak, which was. That makes sense their member and that was one of those i don't like this episode you are helping me relate to it more with this talk about the pack and this like this pull that we feel in high school that helps me relate to a little bit more but this one this piece too i was like okay never mind this isn't just a stupid episode i see a little bit more of this well i was i do have a note there somewhere um of like i'm curious how biologically accurate what they're talking about is um because i do like the idea that they put that thought into it because i i didn't do my googling like you did so that's cool that they that they did it that way um i like to think that a smart show like this would would do that thing oh a note i skipped over when they're um in the hyena when they're in the hyena place uh at the beginning of the episode and they talk about the like hyenas will learn your name and call it at night to lure you away from the pack I so I didn't look that up, but I did want to look up like obviously hyenas don't learn your name, but I made a note for myself to follow up on that. Like are hyenas particularly smart predators? Mm. Do they have my I think they are. Are they? Yeah, relatively. Because I think they're I think they're in the same realm of dogs. Like, yeah, they're not like Yeah. They're not like octopi, octopuses or anything. They're not like that level of smart, but like they're not but they're not like dumb. Yeah, yeah. No, but the idea of a predator saying my that would be horrifying, me crazy, and leave my house and wonder, and then when I leave my house, they can descend upon mm-hmm. me. Or yeah, I thought that was that, like that was terrifying. So Xander has an alpha male inside of him because he does. He kind of becomes part of the group, and then he's kind of the leader. He leads the group. Yeah, like he kind of lets Kyle feel like he's in charge, but they really are deferring to Xander. Which mm-hmm. is very interesting because so clearly that is that's in there, and when and he's capable of some cruel things when he's letting that dominate. Because I think we all have some not fantastic qualities inside of us, but it's like how we choose to act or not act on those things that makes us who we are. But it's like when Sanders acting on instinct, there's some not great stuff that happens. Well, and we'll see that later, too, his uh, leadership capabilities when there is demonic energy involved. I don't want to say anything too much more and give out spoilers, Mm. but I wonder if we're thinking of the same thing, Allie. Um, It is interesting to think about how 
uh, I don't know. That's just a, that is a theme that will come up yeah. later on. I'm now thinking of a, a couple different instances where we see, or where we do end up seeing some of that like mature leader side. Mm. Um, of course, it's hard to be a leader when you're, when you're next to Buffy, you may think you're a leader and then you see Buffy. Um, I love a slow group walk. Love it. A dr- <laughs> dramatic slow walk. Love. Um, Buffy calls them the Dode Patrol. And I was like, what the fuck is Dode? So I looked it up. And I did find um, it means socially inept or stupid. So I didn't know that either. I never. Maybe that was like '90s slang. I have no idea, or wow. or a carryover from '80s slang that we missed by the time like early 2000s. I don't know. I yeah, I didn't know that one. I was moved by this exchange between Buffy and Willow. Um, Buffy says to Willow, I think there's something wrong with him. And Willow says, or maybe there's something wrong with me. Um, And my notes accompanying that is in all caps. No, Willow. I know. You're perfect. God damn it. You're such a good friend. You help with math and stuff. Yeah, that was such a sad exchange. Yeah. Poor Willow. I know. I'm glad that it gets cleared up later on. Absolutely. And, and it is sad. I can see how difficult that must be on Buffy's part. Like, I'm not trying to pull Xander away from her. Like, she's clearly not interested in Xander. But it's so hard to, like, get blamed for it, but also feel it's sort of justified. Oh, it's just so hard. Um, mm. I do have a funny quote when Buffy goes to Giles to talk about, like, I think something's, like, actually going on here, not just <laughs> I want to. I wonder if it's the same it one. It might be. Um, it's terrible. He's turned into a six-year-old boy. Of course, yeah. of course, you'll have to kill him. <laughs> Giles, you are such a bitch. I love you. I know, you. such sass. <laughs> um, but it is like low-key. Some boys will be boys. Shit. So there's there's that sense in this episode. There's Giles has another quote in that scene. Testosterone is a great equalizer. It turns all men into morons, which is funny. Also gets kind of at this idea to this boys will be boys. No, testosterone does not turn anybody into morons. Mm. We are perfectly capable of not being mean to people. Right. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like blaming crazy women on like their periods. Now, I'm not saying that mood swings aren't a thing because they hundo PR. And there are times in your life where you don't have the self-awareness and some people never develop the self-awareness to recognize when that mood is your own versus not your own. I didn't always, like high school, I did not have that as a period symptom. I would get a little weepy during glee, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to start my period tomorrow. And sure enough, I did. It happened several weeks in a row, or several months in a row. It was very odd. I would cry during glee and then think like, wow, that was weird. And then I'd start my period the next day. But then I changed up my birth control in college, and I started having them, not just being weepy, but sometimes the like weird giggly, which is actually scarier than the depressed mood swing. Yeah, I bet. Um, yes. because, and like the anger or like the sensitivity. It's very, very odd. And I'm lucky to be a pretty self-aware person. So I know, oh, this isn't this isn't me feeling this. This is my period making me feel this. But I can see where you might act out of testosterone-fueled rage or whatever. And it's not about that not being okay. It's about like Giles could have then sat him down. And then, like, I know this is what's going on, but your behavior right. is not acceptable. Right, right. Yeah, the the solution as a much older man is not to be like, well, oh, well, shrug. This is what they we do. We were the all jerks in high school. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there's so much of 
things just need to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, yeah, I don't know. Or like I remember one of our teachers had to talk to one of the classes because like the boys weren't showering. Ew, and I, I don't know if you remember on, this in middle school. There was a time when I think it was, I want to say it was when we were in seventh grade and we would come into health class and it would just reek. And we said something oh. to our teacher and she's like, I know, I'm going to have a talk with my sixth graders. Miss Sika. I know, Miss Sika was the best. Um, and she was like, I'm going to have a talk with the sixth graders. I, I know. Because they don't, like, they, you stink. And they don't get that you, yeah. ha- like, showering is not an optional thing anymore. Right. Anywho. Um, I wrote down just a note for myself that this is not the first time and it will not be the last time that Buffy notices something, says something's up, somebody back to her is like, no, it's fine. Mm. And then it is indeed something. She did the same thing with Teacher's Pet. Yeah. She was like, there's something wrong with them. And they were like, no. There's, yeah, just... you're right. Ooh, some Giles gaslighting. I did have this note yeah. of Giles. You fought a human-sized praying mantis, and you're laughing at turning into a hyena? Mm. Rude. That's not the strangest thing you've seen now, Rude. Giles. Come Rude. on. Yeah. Um. Also, very interesting, and I have a feeling this is one of the scenes that you have a problem with, so I'm interested to talk about it. Xander able to sneak up on Buffy. So, okay. Yes. Do uh, let's let's revisit the sexual assault that either happens or is about to happen mm-hmm. in that scene. Boyle put that on a shelf and come back to it because man, that's problematic. But yeah, this this thing Giles says later on too, I feel like I feel like it's not super well established that this being possessed by hyenas also gives them supernatural abilities apparently um, it does a bit it does um there is definitely some well because of the uh the zookeeper dude or the hyena enclosure dude he wanted it because it endows you with some power but it wasn't clear to me that like as i was and it watching is actually and said then, in the episode when giles later on says oh one of them is nearly as strong as you let alone in a pack right I remember being like, I don't, when did we discover that they were? Uh, I think it's kind of this they, scene. And also the fact that they're able to like rip it flesh without tools. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I. They're uh, able to eat a, eat a human person and a pig I without tools. I could have used, I, I could have used a little bit more of a link here. And it seems mm-hmm. like we learn new things about the villains we fight. We learn they have like abilities or whatever but we're not surprised by them when he was able to sneak up on Buffy I was like oh okay I guess all right yeah well and I think their powers also grew as the hyena took over them more and more so I think we see a little more of it as we go through the the episode and yeah just the fact that he's able to pin her she's able to push him off but it it's not easily she has to fight it yes she does and I have this awful quote that I wrote down. Um, the more I scare you, the better you smell. Oh, yeah. Great. So yeah, let's Gross so let's Xander talk sucks. about thoughts on on this sexual assault because it is absolutely sexual assault. Um, I I feel like this is one of those times where um, if this were being taped today, it would be. I I think that there are ways to get at the same energy of what they're saying, like this predator instinct that that xander is being overcome by mm-hmm. i think nowadays like they would have taped this in a way that that's 
still would have been clear, but not what like mm-hmm. the way the way it's shown now, it could be pretty triggering for somebody. Absolutely. Oh to yeah. Watch this. I think that nowadays, like this may be one of those few times where this piece just didn't age super well. What do you yeah. Think? So I have a few I have a few thoughts on it because yeah, it was definitely kind of hard to watch. And I think we kind of have to treat it in a larger context with Buffy of the things that they do don't run as deep because otherwise every yeah. every episode is a trauma level event. Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. before. That's a yeah. good reminder. We did, here we did too. mention that. So because yeah, I my first thought was going to even though she knows that he's possessed by a hyena and not himself, it is still her friend's face and voice doing those things. And I don't know how comfortable I would be afterwards with this friend. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that adjustment period, even again, knowing, knowing in your head, this is not him. This is not him. Because that is, again, the whole thing with Buffy of like, it's metaphorical, but also in the context of the show, he is possessed. It is not just testosterone. It goes way beyond that. Um, and pretty much any of us, if we were stripped to our animal instincts alone, would not be great people. Mm-hmm. So I can see where in the context of the show, we're able to move on. But if it were treated like all these things are as deep as they would be, like if this were Riverdale, this would have far more consequences that would be closer to the real life of how mm-hmm. trauma, trauma-inducing this would be, traumatic this would be. But in the context of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I, I think we're allowed to give Xander forgiveness because he's not really him. Kind of like what we will, I guess this is a little spoilerly, but like, you know, Angel versus Angelus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, same face, but in the context of the show and this supernatural, we know that that is not him. Part of the difference between Angel and Angelus for me is that Angelus is part of, part of the reason Angel is the way he is is because he's racked with guilt over what he did, mm-hmm. and then Xander pulls this trick at the end, this not remembering, which is like lol, which is like funny how they handle it because, but but it's like there's a uh, lack of consequences. Uh, I don't, yeah, like there there isn't a learning at but all. But I think there. I think there could be learning, though, because, and this is this is me filling things in, but I like to think that informs Xander's future decisions. Um, hmm. You know, like, I feel like that maybe gives him, like, maybe he is racked with guilt. And actually, he's obviously racked with guilt. Otherwise, he wouldn't pretend that he didn't remember. That's true. Yeah, um, that's true. So I like to think that it's a unpleasant, but a core memory, nonetheless, that does affect his choices in the future we yeah. just don't necessarily see that but we see him acting with gentility and chivalry so we see his actions proving that he is a good guy uh that's true I'm still not thrilled with it's still not a fun it's still uh, not a fun scene for sure yeah, yeah it is yeah, an yeah, uncomfortable yeah, yeah. scene no matter uh however you turn it uh my next note <laughs> i oh go ahead my next note though is flutie walked so snyder could run 
<laughs> oh, poor Principal Flutie. I love yeah. him so much. He's just so... What it? What does he say? I've seen some sick things, <laughs> but a piggy, a little piggy. Oh, oh you were so gonna die. Oh, oh, oh my from God. day one, yeah. you had a an X on your back. Um, yeah. And I do have quickly going back to that other scene. I do have at least Buffy recognizes it as assault, so it is mm-hmm. not brushed off by Buffy. It is recognized. She comes in and is like, "Oh, well, he just tried to commit fe- felony assault," and she does knock him out. So, uh, true. so there is kind of some ultimate good triumphing over evil kind of stuff. So there's that. The cage um, comes in clutch. Re- yeah, yeah, that 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 cage was a good investment on Giles' part. Um, the next scene after that one, I just thought it was silly. We don't know any. Maybe there's a perfectly logical explanation, but this woman is just going for a casual nighttime walk through the woods with her baby i'm glad she's safe i'm glad they didn't <laughs> eat her but it was like okay cool great yeah people um, make some odd choices uh, this this is a question about uh principal flutie did nobody hear him screaming at the top of his lungs no they're probably used to they've heard weirder things at some high school than somebody screaming in their office i guess yeah or or was it after school maybe so most people maybe were gone. that's a good point too yeah that's good yeah, because the next scene we see is very late at night, so that would be a logical assumption okay. to make. That so it's yeah, after. we'll go with that. Yeah. It's after school, so Boom. there weren't people nearby. Question there answered. Um, I will say, quick story time. I have a soft spot for hyenas, so I what I do. I have a soft spot for hyenas, and I'll explain. So first of all, the comic book character Harley Quinn has pet hyenas. So there you go. There's that simple. I didn't know she that. That's neat. One of them named Bruce. At least in in the movie Birds of Prey, he's named Bruce. And then the other part is, so I was playing a D&D campaign. Yes, I'm a full-fledged nerd. Thank you. I was playing a D&D campaign, and it was a character that I sort of was inspired by Harley Quinn. Um, and at one point, I rolled a really bad roll. So what was supposed to be, I think I used my crossbow or something like that. It ended up completely missing. And it hit and killed a mama hyena who had pups with her. So I, in game, took the pups with me and raised them as my own. And so for a time, my character had these pet hyenas. This is a, okay, okay, that story ends nicely, though. You got some pet hyenas. I know. It's an awful beginning right there, but for a while I had I had some pet hyenas and you had some pet hyenas. I That's so had funny. Had a deep affection for them, so there's my little Allie loves hyenas. I have a note here to look up in the same way that I wanted to look up if hyenas are abnormally smart. Are hyenas that this episode assumes they are evil? I know there's like some predation there. That what like I wanted to look up are hyenas? I just just more into their personalities. <laughs> you know, I looked up their yeah. laugh. And the laugh sounds very mm-hmm. similar. That part is what is we heard, which true. is really interesting. Um, I mean, yeah. if Lion King is to be, is to be believed, they are kind of the scourge of the animal kingdom. They are thought of as like dirty scavengers. It's kind of the impression that I get Same. from them. We need scavengers, though. That's sure, a good thing. We need sure, those. but people still still shit on crows and stuff like that. Oh, I was going to say I like crows. Maybe I'm weird. Who knows? Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the bad person. No, crows, crows bring you shiny things. Evil. My mom loves crows. Mm-hmm. My mom's a weird bird person. So, 
Um, when Buffy is chasing the, uh, when she's trying to get the pack of the pack mm-hmm. to follow her to the zoo, mm-hmm. and she she's she's rescuing this family that the pack has attacked. She does this sick slayer stance on top of the yeah. car where she's like look at me come on don't you want a real and it's just a badass buffy moment that i like Heck yeah after that name thing which is ugh, awful um my question that same scene continuing on in that same scene um how small is sunnydale <laughs> i wrote this question down too Allie. okay i'm glad you brought this up because i have a note I mean, about I know this it's i wasn't small, gonna... but I wasn't going to bring it up because I feel like I've been the Debbie Downer on this episode, but in the bronze, Willow references Xander being a bad mood on the way back on the, on the bus. No, she says on the bus ride back. Mm -hmm. So at some point they have decided that it is far enough that they need a bus to get from the zoo back to to where it's school, wherever they're going. But it looks like Buffy just, I don't know. I'm suspending yeah, my cause disbelief. Yeah, because she runs glad... on foot. Because, like, we, I guess we can assume that Giles and Willow drove to the zoo because he has a be car we assume, and we right. see his car and stuff. Um, not yet, but like we will. And the, the timing of it, we have to assume right. that they couldn't have it. They, yeah, there's no way they could have outrun. Right. So she, so she tracks them down and then has them follow her on foot all the way to the zoo. I'm really, I feel validated in totally. my note-taking. Thank Cause, you, Allie. Because, trust me, my mom is from a small town. Like, I have seen small towns that maybe you really could run from the library to the school or something like that. But towns that small don't have a zoo. Zoos themselves are not, their footprint is large. Right. They have animals that need a lot of space. Right, yeah. exactly. So, like, Sunnydale would not have a zoo. Their, maybe their county would have a zoo or something. But, yeah, I'm totally with you. Clearly, Sunnydale just got. Maybe they just had like somebody rich live in that town, and like they funded the zoo or something like that. <laughs> it was a pet project. But you're right for about the bus. Who lived there? Something. They like yeah. clearly yeah. It constituted some kind of like quicker transportation. Anyway, um, is someone keeping track of how many times Giles gets knocked out? I hope poor Giles. Um, he's savage here mm-hmm. in this exchange that he has with the zookeeper when he says. This is just such a good example of, I, I, I don't know, his, his wit mm-hmm. really comes with an edge to it. He says, how terribly frustrating for you that a bunch of school children could accomplish, but you could yes. not. Yes. Man. Yeah. And well, and he did. Are you trying to confront him or are you making him cry? What do you, what is your goal here, Giles? Man. He does have a mean streak. And I did have that thought earlier in the episode of like, oh, that guy must be pissed. That is not who that was supposed to happen to. Oh, you idiot. Man, you suck at your job. Okay, but then when he performs the spell or whatever, it's so quick. It's like one sentence. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, all right, that was quick. He he also has no reason. I'm thrilled that he didn't kill Giles and Willow, but I'm just thinking cynically from his perspective. I don't think that he had a great reason to not kill if not willow then certainly giles you're right he could have at least killed one of them because he did still need one of them to be there to commit the act of violence or act of aggression or whatever that the spell needed oh, but he only needs one you're right so he definitely right. could have killed could have killed giles because he was strong I'm glad he didn't. maybe one. it was more efficient to not i don't know who knows very interesting yeah. i mean there are definitely some things that don't happen just because like you can't kill Giles. 
We can't it's kill episode Giles. Six. Um, in the next scene, Buffy's pink skirt and the superhero shirt she's wearing mm-hmm. are everything. Yep. Fashion incredible. icon, folk show. And I do, I do love uh, Xander getting called out by Giles. Like, I don't remember reading any memory loss in the books. And Xander's just, shoot me, stuff me, mount me. <laughs> yeah yeah when he uh yeah he pretends to not have done anything yeah. and and i do and i did write ha- down yeah. i guess his guilt is punishment very true um i that end quote from giles there your secret dies with me so good what a guy because then it's not he's not the only one because that does mean that yeah giles is left knowing exactly what he did and knowing that he knows yeah true good point so and we do see him going out of his way to be sweet to the girls after everything he said. Mm. Um, so I think if we're looking at a scoreboard, I think he ends up uh, still on the the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is th- this is how I convince me, you like, this episode a little more. I don't know if I. So I think I I think what I don't love about this episode and Teacher's Pet, which are both xander focused episodes um Mm -hmm. i think what i don't love is like his the learning that he does as a character i didn't think that he did any learning after this episode Mm. your explanation has helped me i think where i still land is that i don't love that his character development isn't because of of him making the right choice or what it's because he underwent a spell and did things Mm -hmm. and then got saved and then learned from it like i don't love Mm that part of it yeah because it's more of these things were acted on him rather than him in a situation and making a choice exactly like he didn't break the spell himself through sheer will or what or something like that i get what you mean but that that speaks to this idea in buffy where that he is he's a human working through these mystical forces so and that does kind of end up being his role sort of you know he ends up getting attacked a lot he ends up spells on him and you know Mm -hmm. and like mind controlled and stuff like that so that also may kind of speak to xander's weak will weak mind um i think he's very strong of heart but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the fact that like you said a lot of this stuff happens to him um now we're turning into sounds like victim blaming but that's not what i mean yeah or just the idea like with hypnosis you kind of have to have like a willing mind am i sort Mm -hmm. of making sense Mm -hmm. um and what he learns what he goes through does certainly it helps the group overall like as a scooby gang they get and i do yeah they do evolve as a group and i think it's third season there's a xander focused show where I think he has has some really great growth, um, which well, is a very that's the different. One that I thought of. Oh, okay. That that's the one that I thought of. Where I was like, this is an example of a Xander focused episode where he is going to make some choices uh-huh. and and he he thrives. He crushes it, and then there's like this so one. Where that it's, is yeah. a really fascinating episode. I think it's a really fun thing that they did. Um, kind of so having good. a oh whole episode that's like a meanwhile. Yeah listeners just wait just just wait like season three is for real my fave um i love i i love it all but of course i have my favorites all right nicholas i think 
that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you'll join us again for our next episode where we'll discuss season one, episode seven, Angel. Things get steamy. And if you're just, oh my God, yeah, Angel. Oh, I love this episode. Oh, it's so good. Um, Kiddos, if you are too excited to wait until our next episode to chat, send us an email at tabularasabpod at gmail.com. Alexander Louise Press, <laughs> where can people find you on social media? Well, can I say your full name recording like that? I hope so. I you just sure, did. sure did. It is my name. I do not deny that. You can find me, dear listeners, at daughterpick, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-P-I-C-K, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at future black cat on tiktok and if you'd like to send a few dollars my way and learn more about my journey as an artist you can become a member at buymeacoffee.com slash ally press that's a-l-l-i-e-p-r-e-s-s and luckily all of those social media handles are going to be in the description Allie, I hope you have an absolutely stunning evening ahead of you. as well, my friend. Make proud choices. Bye. Bye. Tabula Rasa Bitches is hosted by Allie Press and Nick Mercer. With music by Infoton Cult, artwork by Charlotte Fleming Design, and consultation by Evo Terra.